So I know I didn't mention Lila, but oh, you just throwing for yourself. You got to. I forgot, oh, but I realized I didn't want to kill any of the guys. <laughs> I know, but wouldn't it be fun? No, I'm. Yeah, I feel like so if anyone deserves it. Like she's kind of a killer. She's kind of yeah, a thief. She's kind of arrogant. I, yeah. I, I respect her, but that doesn't mean it's any less honorable of a kill, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have already expressed this to Melissa that I want an a la carte kill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. But I also would want to marry Kel. Okay. I'm a I'm a Kel baby. You are Kel. Kel baby. I'll just have Holland to myself then. Yeah. And just like so. just like Lila can well, sail, it's my sail away. <laughs> I'm gonna marry an old man. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. take all of his money when he dies. Or power. Whichever or power. one comes first. Whichever. Yeah. Yep. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. This week we'll be talking about the third book in the Darker Shades of Magic trilogy, A Conjuring of Light by V.E. Schwab. And once again, we have an amazing guest, Taylin, your nerdy roommate. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Taylin Nelson, shockingly on again for the third time yes. to finish out <laughs> this series by V.E. Schwab. We can't get rid of her. No. We've tried. She's like a, a bad kind of rash that <laughs> yeah. I just, I love. I love when it's happening. And after She's I'm talking like, about herself, by the way. <laughs> Just in the third person. Yeah. (laughs) First thoughts. (laughs) Take it away. First thoughts. So I didn't speed read this one. I was very invested. It was because it started off with like a lot of action and then it. Yeah. And then it just kept going. And then it was, I don't know. It just, there was so much going on. And I really liked that you got back um, what's the word I'm trying to like backstory? Yes. Like you had that bold, yeah. um, section, those bold sections that like went back in time and you kind of got yes. to like know everyone a little bit better and like their motivations and why they are the way that they are. And yeah, I think that was like really cool. And then you had just a lot of every, it felt like towards like the middle of the book, then you had like a gang you know, like everyone was together. Yeah. We're all like working towards the same goal kind of thing, which was kind of nice. I I definitely agree that like, well, with all of what you said, um, but specifically with the whole, there was so much action happening. Like it definitely delivered where book two felt kind of stagnant because the action was also constantly pushing the plot forward even when it felt like things were kind of standing out. Cause she does do the, um, I think we've kind of talked about it being like a cinematic structure 
where she'll have like little snippets, like each chapter is divided into those little sections from each point of view. And all of those were connected, I think, more thoroughly in this book than they had been previously. Not like she'd done a bad job in the past, but it was all pushing it forward. It felt very more, it felt more plot driven than it has previously. While also being able to touch on the characters because it was like, yes, um, everyone was kind of coming to the fore with yes. like who they were. What about you, Taylor? And um, I know it's been a while yeah. since you read it. Maybe. Oh yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think this is the most action packed book out of the three. I think my, my heart lies with the first one. Um, but I think that this one I could see becoming a movie really easily. Yeah. Um, because I think there was so many scenes that just like really grabbed hold of my imagination. I could really see like it being so great on the big screen. Um, and, and I, as you say, Melissa, I think like this kind of, uh, the plot is really like, it's, it's pushing everything forward now, finally. So even though we've had like all of these really great moments with the characters in the second book, kind of like learning about, you know, yeah. their kind of struggles and, and whatnot, like, I feel like finally it's put to use maybe a bit more mm-hmm. in this book than in the second book. Um, yeah. Like with the, like you said, Bethany, there's those bold flashback sections. Those kind of played two roles. Cause on the one hand, we got to see more of like Holland's past. We got to see some fill in from the four months between books one and book two, but they were still really important to those sections of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like the, the background on Holland, because in the past Holland's been this like pitied villain, yeah. not so much like I, I was really into him, but I also recognized that he, for the most part was a villain in the first two books. Um, and so then seeing his backstory and you get that kind of validation on like, Yes, it it explicitly was not the kind of person that Holland was when he was doing those things in book one. And then even kind of in book two, like he wasn't coming from a place of evil. He was coming from a place of like a lifetime of trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I like that we had that validating and then also still pushing the plot forward because we needed to see that as readers also to accept when Lila feels shame for calling him out. Otherwise, it just wouldn't have been believable. Absolutely. That's the first time you really see that emotion from her, too. Yes. For being, like, a thief and kind of um, touting that. Yeah. Like, line. She, it was with with Holland. Because she just downright hates him. Oh, yeah. Most of the series. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we get the backstory. And then she gets the interaction with him where mm-hmm. she can feel that there's something more and there's something more going yeah. on like with him. I he, like, really loved her his. Yeah. I like know. I loved his like silent. Like how would you describe him? He was like sexy. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I you guys made fun of me last episode. No. You guys made fun of me last episode. I would never make fun of you for liking Holland. Oh, I wow. loved like well cuz I was like uh, ooh he's kind of sexy and you were like what? She said what I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> I, I did. I said agree. what, um, he's not, he's not flamboyant enough for Taylor. 
So true. 100%. <laughs> he doesn't have a cool coat. He's yeah. not melancholic, but like he's just depressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's he's like melancholic. He's like nihilistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's That's res- too much resolved. for me. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, you said we should start with, with Kel and Lila, but like this book is Holland. This book is, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. we should, he's, he's really the kind of standout character. I think, you know, he's yeah. kind of the hero. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he saves them all, <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily redeem him, which I like. Yeah. He still gets a just ending. It just isn't quite as painful as maybe some people had wished it would be. Yeah, <laughs> it's only slightly gritty. It's like gritty Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's. I had a really okay. I had a really hard time with the end of this book. I finished it last night, like late, late last night again, as is typical of me now. And I was like sad afterwards because you get like the normal sad when you finish a book or like finish mm-hmm. finish a oh, series. Yeah. Actually, where you're like, oh, that's done. What do I do now? Yeah, like. What's my personality at this point? And like, yeah, exactly. Rock back yeah. And, <laughs> and then like she, that last chapter is called Anosh, which is like the goodbye. The last word is Anosh again. But what mm-hmm. is it? Until we meet again, until, I think yeah. is until next what the phrase means. And so that was all really sad. And then you've got the hero of the story, Holland. His story ends with he takes his last breath and what was it? Like, and the world breathed in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, that's so sad. I had to just, I finished the book and then I just laid in bed and like stared at the ceiling for 20 minutes. And the world breathed. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sad. And it's, I'm not in any way saying that I didn't like the book because I thought this was a really, really strong ending and strong, strong story. Mm -hmm. And I think that the mood of the ending really reflected just how heavy this book was yeah yeah it didn't make it any easier to deal with though (laughs) I actually cried a little bit and not 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 at that part but I actually uh when Maxim walked out oh that was really hard and he was just like the king needs to be with his people and I was like fuck man (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, and then Rhea's just like screaming and screaming. Yeah, oh, so like I really drama. liked Maxim in that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was I, kind of nice to see the king and the queen like three dimensionally. You know, absolutely agree. <laughs> they got fleshed out this this book. Yeah, and so it you actually nice. like she one hundred percent does it so that we feel bad when they die, and it works. <laughs> I'm not gonna fault her for that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> There's just, there's so much to cover. Now that we've talked there's, about the ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's jump back to some, literally anything else but Holland Eye. <laughs> so Kel giving up the paper that Maris mm-hmm, had given him. Mm-hmm. How stupid can I you I thought be? they were going to address that. I thought they were. I had a moment when, so he had just done that and then they went. Or no, it was when he got the paper because they kind of got flipped back and mm-hmm. forth between like the palace and like the gang. And he had gotten the paper and they were, and Maris was like, you can, you know, this is how you can find out or whatever. And then, it, and then the next chapter was like on the queen. 
And I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to know something. And then I was disappointed. So I thought that she yeah. was going to like answer the question, at least for us. And maybe Kel yeah. wouldn't know. And then maybe it would like come up later, but it didn't. No. Yeah. I, I kind of felt that way about like, maybe, I don't know, some of the characters like, um, like Ned, like I wish that we had got to see mm-hmm. more of yeah. like mm-hmm. action happen with him and maybe even like see him get to use power. Yeah. You know, like it would have been nice to kind of see him. I mean, if we're going to keep it in the gritty Disney realm, why not yeah. give Ned some power and maybe like he could bring power back to gray London or something. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully that happens. Right. Still I writing. know now that we've got the, the new series, the new yeah, trilogy, like, I I trilogy feel right? like, yeah, this is a trilogy, but I think she was like, Oh, I want to do more. Like, no, I think the, with the those new, characters, the new too. series is going to be okay. a trilogy is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. So yeah. I think it would be, I think she left a lot of, Easter eggs that like could be she yeah. Did. On the note of kind of like tertiary characters that we lost or that was like narrative so we didn't get to see enough of. Um, Kala, I was really really sad that we didn't get to see more from her because she really built her up. Mm. I feel like as like going to be this kind of like multi-purpose, but in the end she was just kind of this really sweet lady who just makes some clothes and then dies so that Lila can feel grief. Yeah. That kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. And oh. it's not like, it's not that I'm angry about that being the purpose. It's more that I'm angry that there wasn't further purpose. Like she still could have done, like she could have served that purpose while also having a greater purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or something more even. Yeah. Because yeah. I think her character is so likable you know, like, and we have her from the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think her just dying like that, it, it did suck. It felt like, okay, so who are, who else are you going to take away? You know? Yeah. (laughs) So then we've got Lenos and Hostra that come out pretty soon after that. It's just a book of dying. (laughs) All the babies. Yeah. Just like turn the knife, just (laughs) twist it. I kind of knew Lennox was going to die. I had a feeling. Yeah. Because he's so sweet. Because <laughs> yes. then she has to start the chapter with like death at the, at sea or something. And I'm like, okay. You know so, someone's going to die. And just ended on Lennox. Like, okay. Yeah. I was like, eh. and, and, then, think, and then Hostra, baby Hostra. I think they kill off Hostra because Lennox's <laughs> death was like almost expected. And so we're like, oh, um, I saw that one coming. And then just like smashed from the was other like direction. A, yeah. Here's yeah. another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and exactly. I, was kind of, I was kind of hoping Hostra was going to be like the new Master Tyrion. Because I so, thought yeah. he died. That, that was rough. I mean, yeah. especially I, because, yeah. Sorry. I was kind of expecting, yeah. Yeah. Him Master to Tyrion a, to die. A bigger purpose. Again, yes. like hoping for characters to have bigger purpose and just kind of snatching that away really viciously yeah (laughs) especially because of how much we get to know them yeah so i do i do think that too realistic yes exactly too much reality you know yes if i wanted reality i wouldn't be reading this (laughs) yeah i feel like she she did try to like explain it at the end with like the little like plant 
like because the plant wasn't going to sprout again and then master yeah, they, was like it's it? supposed to like feed the soil for more things <laughs> to grow and so then you're like okay like that's what Hostra's purpose was but it was just kind of like it also kind of she like, just kind of explained it away <laughs> yeah so, and there's gonna be I, a baby Hostra in the new series <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, there better fucking be. Um, but it feels like that explanation is also like, why did Hostra have to be something chilling the soil? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, it's kind of like he's, like, the support for, like, the main group. Yeah. And I think he yeah. did save Kel's life. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I yeah. guess, like, that was his purpose. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It, and that's kind of what you get, though, with, like, side characters that you can't really, like, give their yeah. own, like, book, you know? Like, like, sorry, but, uh, Taylor, because I know you haven't read Serpent and Dove, but, like, Ansel, okay. like, Ansel's purpose was similar, where it's, like, he's so gentle, and you love him so much because he's this puppy dog who only wants everyone to be okay and only wants everyone to be safe, and he wants his friends to be happy. And then what happens with, with people like that is that they're willing to sacrifice themselves to make sure that their friends are happy. Not that Hansel necessarily sacrificed himself, but he kind of did. He put himself in harm's way to make sure that, like, Lou was okay, right? And the same with Hostra, because Hostra jumped in front of that yeah. knife without a second thought. Well, and that was his that was his duty as a guard. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, his person. Like, that's who, that's yeah. also what, mm-hmm. like, who he was. Yes. It wasn't just his duty. Guards might have tried with a sword to like flick it or with magic to do something, but like Hasha just threw his own body in the way. That was like his, yes, his duty was to protect Kel, but then it was Hasha's choice to use his own body to do so. Mm-hmm. So it just made it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make me cry. Yeah, no. I was fine. I was totally fine. You cried. <laughs> But in the kind of the same scene, you have Lila who, oh, what did she do? Oh, she made something. She used the Antari command to grow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which she learned the night before <laughs> from yes. Cal. And she remembered. And I remember. Um, <laughs> hands on lesson. Mouths on. Say. Yeah, yeah. What was growing? I don't. She, so yeah. she used it on the boat. What was growing? She used it on the. <laughs> she said, "I do not have time to correct like the American education system, <laughs> sex ed." Oh man, it's a little too late. I'm engaged. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> it's too late for me. Yes, it's too late for. Her. But yeah, so she used it on the boat to catch yeah. Jasta, Jasta, mm-hmm. Jasta. Um, yeah, the she traitor. makes the like boards and like yeah stuff like yeah the same way that Cal had done to her in book one. Yes. Oh yeah, in the bedroom. <laughs> Again, what's growing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their love for each other. Definitely. Yes. I mean, their love for each other did grow. On that yes, boat. it did. I mean, did. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, it's an innuendo, but it's also a fact. It a is. Lot of, a lot of things grew. So a lot of things <laughs> did grow that day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I I totally distracted you. What was your point, Melissa? I 
don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I was just getting to the boat scene in general because that's where we see like them accept Holland. Mm -hmm. And I think, cause we, like you said, like we get the benefit of the flashbacks. They just know it's there. They start to kind of see his, um, his character for what it is. But more than once during that, that boat trip, he proves to them that he, he's like their brother. Like, like, because there's so few of them, they're like bonded almost by the fact that they're all in Tari, by the fact that like, yeah, they're hunted and ostracized for this trait. And so I think Lila started to see that more, like how that affected him much differently than it affected Kel. Yeah. What were you going to say, Taylor? Oh, I was just going to say kind of reminded me of this is just like probably um, a silly reference, but it reminded me. I mean, I don't think Melissa will think it is, but it kind of reminded me of like Zuko and Avatar, the last airbender, like sort of this outcast, like he's definitely the underdog, you know, he's the anti-hero. I I thought that, yeah. We didn't like him, you know, throughout all these books because we didn't understand him until finally when we get to know more about him, we see that like, you know, he is coming from this good place, um, Mm -hmm. but it's just had a lot stacked against him and he just wants to be a part of the group, you know, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. to help them, you know? Yeah. I I really felt like seen the wrong. Yes. I really, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I really feel like we, you know, we got a lot of more backstory from him and it just seemed like his whole life he was wanted because he was magical and not because of who he is, but what he was. And that was like kind of a big theme in the book. Yeah. And he didn't, it didn't really seem like he was trying to me. It didn't really seem like he was trying to like get in with the group. I think he was just, it kind of unfolded in the way that he's like, no, you need me because I want the same thing as you. Yeah. He didn't like offer that as like upfront. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, he's not pleading for it. Yeah. No, he definitely doesn't feel like they'll listen to him anyways. And so then when they finally do concede because he uses what he knows and who he is, not like, I guess, does that make sense? I'm having a hard time explaining it. But I think that's yeah. why we respect him so yeah. much more though, you know, yeah. because he's not like pleading with them. He's just, you know, like he knows he's not going to convince them. Exactly. He has to prove himself. And so yeah. then when Lila and Cal finally see that, oh, like he knows more than we do. Oh, yeah. And then I like, I really like, I think it was Kel was kind of the door into it. Last book was that Kel realized that he also would sacrifice a lot for his London. And that yeah. was what, yeah. that was what Holland did. And so this was kind of, the book where Lila, I think, had more of an opportunity to really see what Holland was, like, mm-hmm. wants. Um, and that was kind of seen more clearly. I I would agree with that. Like, initially, Holland's goal isn't to be their friend. Yeah. His goal is to defeat Oseron because he can see his fault. At the very, very beginning of the book, you can see him kind of like when he's in the prison Kel, one of the times that Kel goes to talk to him, he kind of has this line where he essentially says that it's worth it to see their London fall. Then eventually 
I think he realizes just how bad the situation is. Like whatever motive for revenge he has for like how jealous he is of how prosperous red London has gotten. It's not worth what Osran's going to do. So I think at first he's not trying to be friends. He's just trying to make sure that they can properly take down this beast. What do they call it? An Osik? Osak or something. Oshak? Oshak? <laughs> like the term for like the magic thing. That I think he it's O O S A C. Okay. Um, Osik. Osik. But as they start to see more of that side of him, he, for the first time in many years, opens himself up as well. Yeah. And so I don't think he initially wanted to be friends, but I think he, like, Hell and Lila don't really give him a choice. Yeah. Because they're yeah. all butting heads. They're all navigating that together. I think Holland has been betrayed so many times. Like, yes. Has, um, I think it's Talia. That was so sad. And, like, he's yeah. just I'd given up a lot on relationships. And so the only thing he can... F- fight for is his London yeah. Um, because he knows that he is inextricably tied to it because of being an Antari. And so he knows that that's something that he can't, he does have like value in. And I think being essentially hunted his whole life yeah. for being magical, being Antari, that's not his first inclination, right? Mm-hmm. Is to like forge relationships. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and so I exactly defi- not. you can definitely, because I agree, you can definitely see him kind of melting towards the end. And mm-hmm. then you kind of hope that he kind of sticks around and yeah. he's kind of their grandpa, but like. Especially up- because they're all in Tari, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's really he has a lot to teach them. They, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Um, I think. It was really sad at the very end when he's having those dreams and he still like longs for his brother and for Talia, even though they betrayed him because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as much as he like shits on Lila and Cal for being romantics, he is too. He's just a romantic that's been punched in the face too many times. Unfortunately. It's like, even if, even if the only relationships you've ever had have been like deceit and betrayal like you still look for that yeah exactly that's what love is to you unfortunately and so it makes kind of it makes sense that he would still kind of cling to those relationships yeah and then why he wants to go to the silverwood at the very end before Mm -hmm. he dies so he can die there with them essentially because that's where magic ended died yeah well that's where they think that's where they the myth is that it ended yeah. yeah And then it breathed again. <laughs> and then it breathes again. It was like a tragic and happy line because he stops yes. breathing in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we've fully gotten my beef out about Holland. And I could 100% talk about him for another four or five hours. Same. Holland yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I do think we need to talk about Kel and Lila. Mm. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because their relationship reached new heights in this book. Oh, new I'm ways. interested to hear. <laughs> Why don't you okay. take us through it, Melissa? <laughs> um, should I just jump to it? Or do we want me to, to do a little bit of foreplay here? <laughs> 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 that might be 
be too sexy. Um, <laughs> it's too sexy. <laughs> okay, so I, I do want to start out with the fact that Lila explicitly says she loves Kel. She doesn't say it to him, but she says it to herself in one of her chapters. And I love, because she doesn't stop to think about it. She doesn't soliloquize, soliloquy, soliloquize. Thank you, soliloquize it. She just says it as like part of her thinking during something. I wish I knew where it was. And then she moves on. It's kind of in passing. Yeah, because she knows that she loves Cal. She doesn't need to dwell on it. She just feels it and she accepts that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it is nice that it's something that we don't have to like, uh, have some kind of big moment about it's yeah. nice that she like trusts in it that much. Like she, yes. she trusts in their love so much. Like she knows the rightness of it, that it doesn't mm-hmm. need explanation. I think that's actually a really great point. Yeah, that is a good point. And it, and I think like, I love that she doesn't sacrifice who she is about mm-hmm. like being free. Like a lot, I think it, someone breaches it in a conversation where they're like, Oh, like you can't like if you belong I think it's probably a la carte if you belong to people then you're like not like because she is so used to walking away right she's so used to yeah. leaving that's yeah. kind of her theme and so that rather than being like a fear of intimacy it's more of just like it's more of a point of freedom which yeah. I really liked because you know, she could have, it could have gone a different way where she's just the kind of character that can't, that can't like stick with anyone, but really it's just more about like the right one. And then she yeah. finds the right one and thank God they're willing to go with her. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what Kel loves about her and he's mm-hmm. not being suppressive either. He's not trying no. to quell no. that. Cause a lot of times when you see that kind of like dynamic in a relationship in books, like they can't work out because he wants to hold on to her and she wants to be free or vice versa. But he, he recognizes that he loves that specific part about, about her and he doesn't want it to go away. He doesn't want to have to control it. He just wants to be there for the ride. He, he wants to be with her and yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of, I like we've kind of talked about how Kel's the damsel. Kel's kind of the girl. <laughs> a bit like he I, I and that's kind of why I like him I'm just like oh he's just you know he just really loves her like he is gonna go with her yeah it's kind of like you know Jane Austen when they're like oh I have to choose like you have to just choose your husband like which road do you want to go down and she's just he's like he doesn't really have another choice you know, yeah. like Jane Austen, they don't really have another choice. Like, and That's he's just kind of like, yeah, he's, he's just like, he's just like, um, I go where you go. Yeah. Love that. I, I also <laughs> like that because he's the responsible one. Mm-hmm. And you know, like if like mm-hmm. the, if it was mm-hmm. gender bent a little bit, it would still make 100% sense. You could just change their genders. The the book the book would make complete sense still. And I would almost I think I would have liked Cal more. Because there's sometimes that I'm like, Cal's like stop mansplaining. <laughs> but like even though even though he's justified, um, because this is his world, he's been practicing this magic his entire life. But he's the most responsible one at the end of the day, too. And so well, she almost needs him there so that she doesn't get herself killed. <laughs> yeah well and I like 
I thought you were going to go a different way with that, where you were like, he, oh, what was it? You were, what were you saying? Like, I'm sorry. You're good. It was just like left About mansplaining? Well, it was like, um, he was going to, oh, like keep her out of trouble and stuff. Or like, he's yeah. the responsible one. Yes, exactly. And then I was just like, oh gosh, what heights? <laughs> Can we go? I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. like I kind of wanted to see that fleshed out more. And I hope we do. I hope right? we do. I, I do like, though, how, like, I think Lila, like, full, like as we were saying, she fully embraces, I think, caring in this kind of freeing way. Where yes. it's mm-hmm. like, I think there's this this moment in the book where she says, like, um, caring is like a thing with claws. You just have to like sink it in and just like hold on for dear life and just kind of accept it, you know, like write it out and go with it and not so much question it and just like accept it as something that's like kind of adventurous, you know, and and, Mm -hmm. like in line with like the things that she loves. So yes, I actually, I recently saw a tweet that V Schwab had put out in response, like people ask about how she writes her characters Mm -hmm. and what she essentially said is that she'll start with like a mantra for them. So what is their like driving force? What's their one goal? And then that creates the mantra. And then the goal through the series is to break that. So going back to what you just said, Taylin, it's funny because by the, when it first starts, her whole mentality is that you can't care because if you care, people leave you, people die. There is no point because it always ends up in hurt. It's, it's always a knife. But then her tone changes by the end. Yeah. Once she actually has something to fight for. Cause I think one of you guys had mentioned like Alucard and her having this conversation where like Alucard basically tells her like, if you keep running, what is the point of fighting? Like if you keep running and it doesn't hurt, then you're not running from anything. Actually, you haven't loved hard enough. You haven't cared about anything hard enough for it to actually be running from something, which makes me feel like she was never running from anything. She was just running towards Cal. I, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly it. Yes. Because, because I was like, so happy that Alucard got proved wrong. Yes. Because I was like, I don't like, it never really happened. Like she never was like, she never was like, Oh, I like have to accept Kel. Like you said, Taylor earlier, it just happens. Like it's, it's part of it. It's part of being free. She made the, Mm -hmm. she made the free choice of choosing Kel. And that was part of her plan. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Suddenly this is like, a romance. It's a romance. <laughs> yeah. adventure. But now it's really feeling like something really sweet. Well, I mean, yeah. we kind of have had that <laughs> conversation. <wholesome>. Yes. <laughs> We've had that conversation about like fate within the story. Yeah. Um, definitely. Fate and destiny. Cause we've got these fixed points across space and across time and everything. Like Cal and her were fated to meet one of his last thoughts is like, what would have happened if she hadn't picked my pocket in gray <laughs> London, if she hadn't blackmailed me into going on an adventure and then she like throws a knife between his legs. Aren't we all just looking for someone to blackmail us into an adventure? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd blackmail somebody else into adventure. I don't go on adventures, <laughs> but yeah, like they were fated to yeah. be together. It's really so the sex then? Yeah, so the sex scene. 
I Bethany. mean, just hoping and praying, you know, all through book one and book two. Sorry, Bethany. Yes. To you. No, 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 you're like... good. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> what did I, what did I, um, what did I message you? Anyways, it's fine. No, no, no. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to just keep talking? I'm happy to just keep talking. Go t- keep talking. Okay. Um, I like that it wasn't as explicit as I think Bethany and I were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Really? What a surprise. I'm shocked. I, only no. because, only yeah. because <laughs> it kept it in line still with like that 18th century style. Like we've talked about it yeah. being kind of like the courting. It feels very romantic era kind yeah. of Jane austen Yeah. And if it had been more explicit, it would have just felt dirty yes yeah exactly exactly and it does I think it gets the the verbiage gets a little bit more explicit than maybe some of the other books that we've read but the actual content itself isn't quite as as bad and I mean it stops it before we get to the actual sex we just get some of the uh oral play (laughs) I liked that uh Kel was in charge a bit yes Yes. same love that very into that uh-huh. Um, and then Alucard walks in. Yes. Just and is like, wet. stop fucking with the ship. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like sopping wet. Oh, my God. I, really I liked that because, that because. Oh, no. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I liked that because at the beginning it was like, oh, I texted you about this when I read this. I was like, fuck, because he said, um. Kel said to Lila, like your eye or something. And, and mm-hmm. she was just like, you never noticed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I never noticed that. And she's like, Alucard did. Yeah. And oh. it was like, fuck Lila, dude. Yeah. Like, like those are fighting words. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, literally fighting words. Yeah. Um. And so I think <laughs> that kind of pit put Alucard there, that mm-hmm. he was like a contender, right? For Lila. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But and obviously, so, like, yeah, with the whole fate thing. I mean, with their, they're in the second book with their, like, kiss and, like, all of the magic they could feel. Like, I feel yeah. like I love that that was, like, visually expressed with, mm. like, the boat literally rocking back and forth. Like, their power, <sighs> like, them, like, them fucking was so powerful magically yes. that, like, the ocean was shaking. Like, it, she <laughs> describes it. So when she's uh, peeking, um, her whole body trembled with the power. Wow. So she describes what they're doing. They're, they're, they aren't even actually having sex yet. They're just kind of getting into it. And she describes it as like feeling like power. Yeah. I want magic. Like that is so raw. <laughs> I don't want to imagine. I don't need to go there. I want magic. Magic yeah. orgasm. I want, I want some. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and I mean, we know that Alucard is not a contender. We know right. that he is so desperately in love with Ree still. Yeah. Of course. But Lila fully knew what she was doing mm-hmm. when she said that to Kel. And after that point, I think, is when Kel starts to get a little bit more yeah. insistent on trying to... Forthright. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> yeah. more forthright he, with his courting. Yeah, I was like, the book came alive when it was all about him grabbing her face... And looking intently in her eyes. 
and just like the whispers, like all of that was like happening hard, like at the beginning. Yeah. And Kel was doing it. And so I also like too, that later in the book, he doesn't get jealous of Alucard because Lila and Alucard are still pretty close. Like they still have like a close relationship, which I want to talk about in a minute. Don't let me forget. But like they have... Like, they have, like, intimate moments as well. And Kel doesn't seem perturbed by that, which I appreciate. Because I don't think jealousy is very cute. He's a true gentleman. He is. He's a true gentleman. And he knows where he stands with Lila. Yes, once he knows. Once he knows. Once it's clear to him, then that dissipates. (laughs) Once they were literally rocked the boat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Made the phrase a reality. Yes. Yes. And... Sorry, just to kind of bounce off that for a second. When she saves him at the very beginning, there's still like, so the very beginning, it's just after they've had that makeout session at the ball, right? And they've kind of, they've argued, he ran off and all of that. The first thing he does is grab her and just make mm-hmm. out with her mm-hmm. once he's like conscious, still in white <laughs> London. And so oh, like yeah. at that point, that's when you know that like things have taken a turn. Yeah. 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 Is this when like, he has like broken hands, literally? Yeah. So this is like she's broken that collar off of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like slipping in his all own blood. He can, yeah. And yeah. they're all, yeah, they're all slipping and it's just like all over their face. And he's just like, this is like described as being laced with blood and panic. Yeah. So like it's just like a desperation mm. kiss and mm. he's just so happy to see her. Well, on, on Lila and Alucard. Yeah. So. Yeah, you kind of were like, ooh, is she going to have, like, like the last book? You were kind of like, ooh, maybe she'll, like, have a fling. We were kind of thinking maybe she would with Alucard. We knew she was going to end up with Kel. Yeah. But we didn't know Alucard's, <laughs> like, whole history with Rhi. But yeah. there is, like, you, there is that moment where she's, like, in the second book, the last book, where she's, like, imitating Alucard. Like his like stance and stuff. I, I was like, I didn't get to talk about this because I think it was, it was just so funny how she was just she just wants to be a captain. Like she just wants to yeah. be him, and I think that's kind of what really turned her on about him. Yeah, wasn't so much of who he was, but what he was and what she wanted to be. That was like she wanted to kind of Absolutely. have that freedom. Yeah, the and so this book. I think it expresses it pretty well because she ends up being Captain Bard. Yeah. And there's a lot of other instances when, like, uh, you get the flashbacks of him teaching her magic. You mm-hmm. also just get a lot of them, of her growing into herself as, like, a person. And Alucard is always right there next to her doing it with, like, yeah. not, like, helping her. So it's, like... Supporting her. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I liked about their relationship was because it wasn't so much... It doesn't have to be romantic. Like, it didn't need to be Kel that yeah. helped her, mentored her, I should say. Yeah. And Alucard was definitely that role. I love, like, how platonically in love with each other they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, their, their chemistry is very obviously there. And that's why I think everyone will read this and they're like, oh, Lila mm-hmm. and Alucard. And, like, I support that shit. But, like, at a very base level they are just very good friends. And I love that. I love that she found that immediately after leaving Kel. Cause yeah. like, even they're like their I love you's to each other. Like their friend, I love you's are, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Or, <laughs> and then what is, I should have tossed you in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. 
they're just so supportive of who they are like with each other. And they're like, um, the beginning of the, their relationship was more about like keeping their guard up, not sharing their secrets enough. And then they get Mm -hmm. to a point where (laughs) like, they don't like, you can't even do that. I even like made a note in the book where like Lila was, it was at the beginning of the book where she's starting to have to share her secrets in order to kind of navigate things. And it was at around the, it's around the same time that she like enters London and starts growing her power. Right. And she, cause mm-hmm. she, cause secrets are power and yeah. she exchanges that for real power. So now she doesn't really need to like keep secrets. And I do think that like Alucard kind of you know, once they kind of all, they, they're all part of this gang, right? Like she knows yeah. his like, his like love history with Re, and he knows her like way more than she realizes he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like the four months when they were a crew together, they learned to like love each other as they were in the present, which I think was really important for both of them because she's trying to learn who she is now in this new London and with magic and he's still, as we learn later in like in this in this last book, he's still recovering from like the hate crime that his parents, that his father and his brother did on him. And then how that's led to here and how much he still like misses Ree and who is he now, kind of because he's from a, a wealthy family. Um and then in the quest going to uh Maris for the inheritor they don't have a choice just by, by the chance of what they're doing. A lot of their secrets come out. Cause there's this point when Alucard even says, I almost gave her a secret for free. It's like, well, of course, because you're friends now you've been doing it anyway. You just haven't realized you were doing it. Yeah. And so that also slowly breaking down was nice to see each other. Yes. Like she follows him to his like, manner or whatever mm-hmm. and learns all about his family he's just like of course like okay yeah. so like they definitely matched each other in that way mm-hmm. they're equals in, in a lot of ways I think but like maybe from different backgrounds mm-hmm. yeah yeah because she was a street rat yeah. and he was rejected by his family for being gay yeah well bisexual I'm assuming but gay relations yeah. But I think that's why there's like this really great tension because they come from two different worlds, but they're so similar and they don't really even yeah. see how similar they are. They're just like doing this kind of tete-a-tete with their like secrets. And like, as you say, Melissa, eventually it's like, it's not even about like, they forget about the power yes. and are just like wanting to share things about themselves because it's transcended. It's now about friendship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain amount of trust that they built mm-hmm. without realizing it. Yeah. That you kind of have to build with when you learn someone's secrets. Like, you you have no choice but to trust them, right? Exactly. Plus all the trauma they've been through together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mean... it almost makes sense that they turn that kind of, like, figurative transaction, like social transaction, into quite a literal transaction. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're trading as if it's like a product. Yeah. yeah. What friends, like what we trade because just because we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so because of that, they're able to kind of, I guess, bypass 
the tension that happens when you have that kind of trauma in the past and you don't know how to trust it's like a like almost like a a loophole for themselves yeah I love that at the end he has to stay and she goes yes yeah like they just swapped (laughs) he she literally took his ship (laughs) yeah and and he took Kel's prince so yeah like they just they traded Alucard basically yeah Yeah. and they're gonna be him and Rhea are gonna be kings together yes they are so Um, cute if they aren't together in the new trilogy in the new series I'm gonna be very angry I was kind of hoping for a little sex scene I, I mean know. we kind of got one but I was just kind of like oh I'm ready I'm ready yeah I'm, I'm glad that we at the very end we see that forgiveness because mm-hmm. um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that it became about Cal yeah. and Lila more than about them so I really yeah. liked that scene because it was of when Rhi took control <laughs> yes but it was like but it's like all of all of like the chapters of like Alucard's doubt or whatever was just mm-hmm. that that she could have written was encapsulated yeah. in that scene and that's why I loved it because it was like he was like I don't know he said like you don't need to do that and then he th- he felt like almost rejected and then all of a sudden he was yeah. like because I want to be in control and then it was like oh, I really think, yeah re recognized that Alucard needed that more because Mm -hmm. Alucard, like, especially given the scene that they saw in in the mirror, Alucard was coming from a place, not of like assuming power over re, which re assumed or re thought was happening because of like how things ended on his end. But from a place of like rejection by his family, he was imprisoned and tortured he got the ship, but it was also kind of just like if he hadn't have been from the house Emery, he would have been in prison still. They kind of gave him the yeah. benefit by the fact that he was from one of the higher families, one of the, the more yeah. royal families. And so he was coming from a lot weaker of a position and Re didn't see that at first. And so I love that he takes power at the very end too, mm-hmm. because Alucard needed that. Alucard needed that assurance that... That he's taken care of. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. And that he's loved, like, for who yeah. he is. I also yeah. love that yeah. him and Cal, Cal are still getting I was happy about that because I was like, come on. Like, they, it, it can't just be all, like, everyone's just, like, this great right? happy yeah. family. <laughs> Cal was like, well, you're still a dick. So. Yeah, I loved that. I was like, some things never change. Yeah. yeah. And that's nice. I hope we get to keep some of that. I hope they like yeah. each other more in the new series, but I still hope that we get to see some of that. Because Ree yeah. love, loves getting fought over, so I think it Oh, works. yeah, he does. Yes, he does. absolutely. Okay, so... I, I think, like... Oh, no. Uh, no, go, go ahead. For it. Go, no, go I was ahead. just going to say, I think, like... I really think that if, if we can take a moment to talk about Ree, I think he really grew a lot yeah. um, in this book. I really love the way his character ends up. I think, like, him and Holland both kind of... We see... Well, we see kind of more about their past and like, so we learn more about them, but I do think there's a lot of growth happening too. Like mm-hmm. with like the death of the King and queen and him literally dying like twice, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like what I love, what I love is he kind of becomes this like really incredible, like otherworldly kind of like not a zombie, but he's like this almost not immortal either, but he's like this, like 
ghost surreal like ghost night figure Mm. that is like going out and like helping the people like I love that he wasn't afraid to go out there and help the people and I know it's because like he like did he know though at the did he know that he was kind of like immune to it or at the time or I don't think at the very beginning he tries like yeah Yeah. and he because he had his theory but I think he tested on the balcony okay but yeah, I mean, mm. I just feel like then, it was really brave though of him. Like no, I feel 100%. like he really took up the mantle and like actually took care of his people in a time of need. Well, cause mm-hmm. the, the fog itself, yeah, is avoiding him, but I don't think he really had any concern for himself. That the, well, that the people that were yeah. like infected, that were fully infected, were going to avoid him at first. He yeah. didn't really know. Exactly. And I, I yeah. love that he like didn't care anyway and like mm-hmm. went out there to help and them. He continue, like he continues yes. to do that even though because later on one of them says you're the hollow prince he can see you now yes the hollow prince yes i i have been very vocal about my distaste <laughs> for re i know i was that's <laughs> that's what i was gonna bring up but i'm so i'm glad we like got on the subject oh, of re because i was like yes. so how do you like him now melissa <laughs> I do like him. And I think it goes back to that V.E. Schwab quote, like the tweet that I just mentioned, because I did not like him before because his whole thing was very selfish and I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. But he actually, I marked it in my book because it was the moment when like I realized that I liked the direction that he was going in. Not that he had to go through all of that like trauma to get there. Like I I still feel bad about that. And I felt bad about that before that, that hasn't changed, but, um, Let's see here. It's when he had decided to go to Osron's castle near the very end. And he's starting to get like the things, like the icicles going through him. Mm. And because Osron still also keeps calling him hollow. He's calling him empty. He's he's like a shell, a vessel, all of these terrible things. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to read this passage. He had seen his mother run through his father killed by a dozen steel blades and he could not save them. Their bodies were their own, their lives their own. But Rees was not. It was not a weakness he realized now, but a strength. He could suffer, but it could not break him. I am Marie Marish, he told himself as blood sicked the floor. I am the king of Arnes, and I am unbreakable. And that's the moment when I think like that mantra changed, and I loved that, even though it was kind of pointless because he just becomes this, like, he becomes bait, unfortunately. Yeah. Not that they wouldn't have gone there anyway, but seeing his connection with Kel not as a weakness, but as a strength was huge. And I mm-hmm. loved that moment for him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he definitely resented Kel, like, in the last yeah. little bit. Like, because yes. he wasn't, he didn't get to choose. Um, and so their relationship kind of had a lot of tension because of that. And that, and this is when that kind of broke. But also, I think it, kind of does make sense that he goes out there one because Matt his dad did not he's not doing it because his dad did but he needed to like politically I guess like make a move as king um and I think he knew that he'd be fine because his life is linked to Kel and so it was almost like a and I think there was I think it was mentioned too that paint that like pain something about pain right like there was like a theme about how like pain there's purpose to pain and so Mm -hmm. because that was really only the only thing that he was going to be like he wasn't gonna die yeah I 
I think it made sense. I'm not saying it didn't make sense. I'm saying like narratively, it did nothing. <laughs> like narratively, <laughs> what ends up happening is that he's stuck there. Like he he like when his father made his move, he weakened Oseron. Oseron lost a shell. Oseron like the red came back for a little while, and his like his fog that like makes the fog body when he doesn't have like a human shell to fill is wispier than usual. So you know that like he dealt damage, but like Kel just, or sorry, not Kel, Ree just like immediately gets captured. I kind of, I also love it because it's Re, and he just like wants yeah, right? to it's be the center Ree. of it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like, no. It's I was, there. Like, that's, I, I, that's just what that felt like to me though. No, like, yeah. Like it did. I agree because I don't think it plot wise really did a lot, but it did more for him. Like, right. Like his yeah. like character, like you said, that's when the, um, yeah, uh, the thing broke, and I think it's also just makes sense that he would just like want everyone to be fighting around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. It's I was hoping point. Alucard was gonna like kind of come swoop in, right? I, I, I was so water. bad that they left him behind. Yeah, I know. I thought um, I, I liked that moment that he had too on that ship, real quick, where he was prepared to die and then realized he yeah. didn't want to die. That he had like, <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, like hey, he literally made the decision to stay and die, and then like, no, I don't want to. Like, just yeah. like, I want to go be Pain. with my re. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something that I think, like, just in addition to all of the conversation that we've had about re so far, about his kind of growth as a character, I think kind of going back to the scene that you kind of noted, Melissa, where you felt like when he was, you know, approaching Osteron and going to the castle um, and kind of, he had this turning point where he realized like that whatever he thought that what he thought was this weakness was the strength. Um, I think that that was another just kind of moment just to expand on that. I think it was a moment where we kind of see his, his character growth because we always wanted power um, mm-hmm. He was always jealous of Kel. He couldn't learn magic. Um, he didn't have magic the way Kel had. Um, and I think that it's like this turning point for him to recognize his own abilities and his strengths and see strength in that. Yeah. Um, even even if it is still connected to Kel, like, you know, his ability to kind of um, like not feel pain in the same way. I think it's still like a, a turning point where he's able to like yeah. recognize his own strengths. Yeah. He like uses this opportunity of being linked to Kel as a way to almost accept the fact that he's not magical. So it's almost yes. like this magical element gives him the yeah. freedom to like be like, no, this is who I am. And I yeah. want to be yeah. fought over <laughs> yes. or whatever it is, you know, like yeah. and before this link happened, not having magic, like it did make him weaker yeah. because it means that he can't fight magical threats, but he's up against like arguably the most powerful mag- magical figure, singular yeah. figure. And he, or London's. <laughs> yes. And like, I don't want to say he holds his own because again, like he pretty immediately gets captured and like slightly tortured, but he doesn't die. Like he, he shows this, this tyrant, this usurper that he can't kill him. Yeah. And so in some way he's also showing him like the extent of Cal's power. 
Yeah. Kel, Kel and, and Re as this bond, represent almost the limit of Oseron's power. So together they're, like, stronger. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool. And I like he's... The people are his power, even though, yes. like, he didn't really get to, like, wield that. It was more... Like, someone has to be king, and someone has to have someone who will follow them. Mm-hmm. And I can't speak for everyone here, but I don't want to be that person. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like he got, like, he wants to be loved. He wants to be a good king. Mm-hmm. And someone had to fill that role, I guess. And, you know, whereas, like, I was almost, I kind of almost thought he was going to die. And yeah. Kel was going to be king. Um, I don't know why, but I just had this, I felt this kind of martyr, like, yes, definitely. feeling if, uh, from yeah. Rai, like, oh, he's like a little too, like, perfect and, like, cuddly. <laughs> like, he's got I had to keep reminding myself that they had that bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that. A little too self-sacrificing. Because yes. of that, Yeah. But, but I that's think what I loved made, so much was this yeah. like martyr aspect. I think he really became super brave. <laughs> yeah. And so like the version of Cal or sorry, the version of Re at the very beginning, the one that I wasn't necessarily a fan of is a Re who's never had to deal with war, a threat to the kingdom, a threat to their palace and to their family ruling. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so that's why I didn't really like yeah. Re because all he has is this vain facade. Yeah. He, he even describes, I think actually it was Kel because Kel comes back. And once he finds out that the King and Queen are dead, he has this moment where he's like, Oh my God, like my brother is King. Now the slut of, <laughs> of this, of red London is suddenly having to rule the country. And I don't know how he's going to do it, but as we see, he stepped up really well. He stepped yeah. up immediately. He has the moment after the Vescans had tried to overthrow them where he's talking to the magicians that had been there for the tournament. And he is really trying to channel his father. And you know that he is because the Vescans get scared. They don't see the rakish prince anymore. They very clearly see the new king of Arnes. I also really like, is it Cora? Yeah. So I liked that. It was kind of like a foil of like what yeah. Rhi yeah. could have been using Absolutely. his like wiles. Sexuality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was kind of an interesting character, actually. She was a little bit multidimensional yeah. as well. I like that she very explicitly states that too. She's like, mm-hmm. we're, we're like three. We don't have power. This is how we have to do it. The only difference is that you are alone and I have six other siblings in line for the throne. <laughs> and then he, that's another moment where he's like, no, we're different because my brother is strong and your brother's dead. Mm-hmm. And I love, cause that's when he, he is starting, he's starting to get to that point where he realizes that it's not a weakness anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I fully agree the the dynamic between him and Cora. Um, and I, I was thinking back to book two and we meet her because Ree makes that joke where he's like, that's the one you got to watch out for. And she's like, he's like, she's got hungry eyes. She's on the yeah. hunt. <laughs> she is just not in the way that they think they, that she is. 
She yeah, that was funny. That was funny yeah. because Ree was the one that was warning Kel about it. And then Ree's the one that gets hunted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, and Missed that one. In hindsight with the bath scene, I remember thinking, like, that's a little weird because she transitions immediately from trying to seduce him to, like, that. He talks about, like, the, the seduction is gone and the girlish charm was back. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, that's a little abrupt, don't you think? And then later it's because we find out it's all a facade. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's just fully aware of how childish she looks, and she uses yeah. it to her advantage. Yeah, she I mean, respect it. the hustle. Kind of kudos yeah. for that, though. Like Honestly. that's kind of why I like. I kind of like. Yeah, her. exactly, exactly. A little. Like yeah. I was like, oh, like she definitely knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Respect. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I do think that the like the the female characters were all very interesting, but all and different, but always strong in a way. Yeah. In this in this series, which yeah. I liked, I liked that they um, were not all just like kind of copies of each other. Yeah, you know, in different in different mm-hmm. settings and different like classes and worlds. I liked that there was a lot of variation in in men as well. Yeah, like Alucard yeah. and Kel are not the same person, or Holland at all. Like they no. could have very easily been like yeah. the same. But. I was just gonna say that like. I love how quietly strong Amira, the queen, was. Because in book two, she seems very weak and, like, demure and just quiet. But then in this book, we see more from Amira about, like, how she's constantly... Like, it's not that she's quiet. It's not that she's not listening. It's that she's listening to everything. Yes. I loved Amira. Yes. Because there is something about the silent fight. Mm-hmm. And she had that because there is strength in not, and not, and no, and not, I guess, carving out freedom. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she didn't have a lot of options. She chose Maxim, I think. Right. I don't know. Like they got yeah, together. They fell in love with each other. Yeah, They fell in love with each other. And then she realized, and then like, I also kind of liked the theme of like when Re was born, she was just like, like terrified all of yeah. you yeah yeah exactly just also super terrified and it just like it was it was nice to kind of see that other side i like that amira's strength is how much she loves maxim and mm-hmm. re and then kel like, yeah mm. maxim and amira definitely handled it terribly in book two and i'm not excusing them for that at all but in this book we do see how much she loves them and how much maxim loves them both equally Especially because, like, you can tell, you know that she doesn't want, she never wanted to be queen. She very explicitly says that. Yeah. And so when we hear about her and Maxim getting together, we know it's because she loved Maxim more than she didn't want to be king or didn't want to be queen. Yeah. And then Master Tyrion has that moment where he recalls, like, the, the first time and before like this whole battle, the only time he had ever seen her cry was in private a week before they announced she was pregnant. Mm. So she, at that point knew she was pregnant. So she's crying and we know it's not because she's scared of being pregnant. It's because she's scared of loving something that can break. Yeah. She's scared of like the fear that comes with motherhood and everything. And I, uh, I love the depth that she had. Yeah. Which is real. That's really brave. It is. Yes. To choose a life because it's, 
it's not like, oh, I had a baby, like my baby is born. Now I'm afraid it's going to like get sick and die. It's like, no, this is the one error. Yeah. That is on, you know, the, the shadows had like attempted on his life. Like it is just, it's a different, she knew exactly what she was getting into. Yes. And she knew exactly the uh, toll it would take on her. I also just like that there's a character that just is, it's really hard for her to communicate her feelings. Yeah, same. And that, and that was shown really well with her because you knew she was feeling a lot because even when they, she was saying goodbye to Kel. And then I was like, oh, fuck, she's going to die. Like, yeah. I was like, God yeah. damn it. Like, because she was we can't like, have anything nice. Yeah, we can't, we can't just like say, you can't just casually say goodbye. Like, and she couldn't express what she wanted to say to him. Mm-hmm. And I think Kel saw that and relented and was like, f- kind of finished her sentence for her. And yeah. Like accepted kind of the for the apology, I would I would say. Yeah. Like I don't they weren't at an apology at that point. Yeah. But she had asked, like, are we gonna be okay? And he knew that she was asking about them, not about the country, not about, about like yes. being royals, but about their relationship. Which was says, enough. Yes. Which was yep. enough. Like yep. I I liked that yeah. because and he kind of recognized that about her that she's not like it's really hard for her to mm-hmm. bring these things up. So and then additionally, we know, even though we don't get to read the letters, we know that Maxim wrote a letter to Kel as well. Yeah. Mm. Because That's right. he knew that. Uh, but Amira didn't get, a read to her re- to get to read her letter. Oh, oh shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Ouch. We get from like Amira's point of view, especially in that scene that you mentioned, Bethany, where she gives the little handkerchief that has KM on it. Mm-hmm. Because when they first got Kel, she wanted them to be brothers. Yes. yes. And then eventually she had to like kind of pull back on that because she knew that Re without magic needed a protector. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Maxim must have felt the same way, especially because they were raised so close to each other. Mm-hmm. And so it it hurts doubly bad that he didn't get to have the same moment with Maxim that he had with Amira. Yeah. There was a couple of moments of like, you could see the respect returning before Kel left for uh, Maris's ships. There was never like a moment where it was like, we got to see them really talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Reconcile. Some of the chains had loosened on yeah. his like punishment, really, and that was the most that he got from Maxim before Maxim died, and that hurts. Yeah, and so. I don't think that they would ever really have the kind of father son or mother son no. relationship. Really, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. mother son because she really we cut to see what she really wanted. Yeah. Because there is that moment when Maxim is like, just like when he's walking out, and he's like, one more night like around the table with his family and when he go, he talks about Amira he says Amira and then he says uh, uh, Re and then when he mentions Kel it's Kel in relation to Re so yeah. it's not Kel yeah. on his own and who he is so you know yeah. it's like their relationship was more about his Re's protector mm-hmm. yeah but he does, like, when he's walking down the stairs, that last, like, moment, and he's kind of listing off what he's going to miss, he mentions Kel on his own. Yeah. And so it's almost like, like, I agree in Like life. an evolution of, like, yes, oh, Yes, exactly. Shit. But I think yeah. it's 
just at the very last moment where he realizes what Kel means to him. Like Kel yeah. isn't just his son's protector. Kel was, Kel was like a child that he raised. Yeah. And he, he feels the weight of that as he's about to die. I'm he just does. glad we get that at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Kel doesn't. Yeah. Sorry, Bethany, what did you say? Nothing. I just said, and then he dies. <laughs> do we have a point of, or do we want to do like last thoughts or something? Like I think we can go break into, into last thoughts. Cool. <laughs> I liked that. I think we can break into last thoughts. That sounded very teacherly. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Last thoughts. Anybody? Everybody? Um, I really like this one. I do agree, Taylor, that the first one was very good. Mm. very strong first book for a series for like a a trilogy but I think I like this one more because like she breaks those mantras the way that she does we see Holland become this hero he breaks through the bullshit that life had dealt him and finds real friends and then still recognizes that his end has come like he's the one who saves Lila he finds, he's the one who like finds her and then heals her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love his arc. I love the way his story yeah. progressed. And even though that I hate that he's dead, I love how good it was for him. I love that he lived. Yes. <laughs> yes. He really did. He had a strong, he actually had a strong life. And I, and I hate to say mm-hmm. purpose, but because he didn't really seem to enjoy any minute of it. Um, um, but he, there was a, a really strong message about that in the first book about like, oh, are you surviving? Are you living? Are you just trying not to die? Are you just trying to be safe? Mm -hmm. And like Holland was none of those things. Like he was, he was surviving, but he was also fighting, which in turn was living, but also wasn't living. So it's like, Mm -hmm. how do you, yeah. And so there was, he was kind of, he was definitely like the the backbone of the book of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess my last thoughts was I agree. I, I loved the first book was very like chop chop. Like <laughs> it was yeah. very like I, in hindsight, now that I've read all three of them, this one is my favorite, the conjuring of light because it answered everything. Yeah. And it fleshed it out and it gave me what I, I think I was craving a little bit in the first book. The first mm-hmm. book was like a really fun, like jaunt into like the world. And then the second book was like, like, let's like get a little closer. And then the third book was like, let's bring it all home. And I yeah. think it just really, it answered all the questions. Like it fleshed out all the characters, um, past. And then it, like you said, it broke the mantras and it just really, all of the characters kind of had their moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think consistently throughout all three of the books that like V.E. Schwab's strength really is adventure, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like action scenes. Um, and I think really portraying those in a way that are vivid um, mm-hmm. and exciting for me as a reader to kind of quickly like, be flipping through the pages like and on my on the edge of my on the edge of my bed all right like yeah uh, you know like I I want to get to the next part I want to see what happens to these characters and I think that that's a testament to like 
um, my investment in the characters, because I think that's also what V.E. Schwab is very strong Mm -hmm. at doing is giving us like really great characters Mm -hmm. to love um, or hate and, (laughs) and seeing what happens to them, like is, you know, I I think that's definitely the strength of this last book. And even if it can be like, you know, a little Disney sometimes with the endings, I do think that like, I'm happy with the ending and I'm happy with like the, how everyone kind of ended. I think, you know, there was a lot of death, (laughs) Um, but like, I don't, I don't think even though some of the deaths seemed like I wish there could have been more purpose. I don't think that any of them were like, um, not important or not Mm -hmm. like didn't give me more emotion. Um, Mm -hmm at least in in the, in in the sense of like this world and this story. Um, and so I loved all of the world making. I love where she brought us. I, I love Lila still as a character, even though she is like miraculous at everything she does. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think for me, like at the time of my life, when I was reading this book series, I like had just started my first year in the PhD. I had just kind of realized that, these YA novels even existed. Mm. And so I think it was like, I think even though there could be like some faults that this book has, I think that it really served the wonderful purpose for me Mm -hmm. to kind of like enter back into this world and just kind of like have characters I can relate to. I would Mm -hmm. love to like, I would love to maybe like in the next series, like see a little bit more about Lila's childhood. You know, have like these flashbacks. Like I'd love to see her struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Like see who she becomes. Like there's the ending scene where she's, he's like, do you want to stay for a little while in gray London? And I kind of wanted them to. Yeah. I kind of wanted, um, Kel to get to know her a little bit more in that way. Um, and so maybe there's like some relationships in her past that might come. That would be so great. I'd love to like, yeah. See, her struggle because she is so incredible, but of course she did kind of come from this like street rat, like background. And so I think like it would be really powerful to know more about her. I think it would give like her even more of this, like more beauty to her strength and more believability. And I think, um, but I think it was something that I, I really like appreciated about coming back to why it was seeing how strong like female characters could really be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that was something I really loved. Well, yes. Sorry. Yes. It sounded like I was going to disagree. I fully agree. <laughs> um, we don't really get a lot of backstory on Lila cause we get like the flashbacks from Holland where we get some of his like backstory before he met Cal and everything. And then we get, backstory with Ree. And so by proxy of that, we get stuff on Kel because they were raised Mm -hmm. together and a lot of Mm -hmm. their antics were done together, but then we don't get a lot on Lila. We even get stuff on Alucard Mm -hmm. on his own, Mm -hmm. but we don't know anything about Lila other than the fact that she doesn't know how she lost her eye, which given that like gray London is aggressively, evangelical I would not be surprised if it was taken out because of like 18th century demons or something like that (laughs) um we know that her dad tried to sell her and that her mom died when she was young and that's it 
Yeah. And then we vaguely know that like Baron has had kind of been there for many years of her life, Yeah, but we don't know how or when we don't know how they met. We don't know if she was even like born in London and raised in yeah. London. We just know she ends up there. Like I want the first chapter of the next series to be like her as like an eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like having sold. Like a getting sold. Oliver Twist character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like um like I imagine her maybe not like maybe seeing death because she is a killer. Like she kills. Oh yeah. A lot. Um and so mm-hmm. I feel like she probably saw that a lot as a, at a young age and probably mm-hmm. started at a young age. So kind of giving giving us a better picture of why she's so gritty. Mm-hmm. Like Agreed. why yeah, is she a straight rat? I like because you both kind of mentioned this, but I like how they do marry. Like Schwab marries her like aggressive character development with adventure in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Like they're they're so tied together, and I love that about this book. Yeah, I think that's that's why this is my favorite book. Yeah. Okay, Melissa, Alucard, Holland, probably not Re or Cal. Is this a fuck Mary Kill? Yeah. Okay. All four. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm elicited going... such a reaction from everyone. <laughs> I'm going to kill Re. I'm sorry, Re. I'm going to. Ooh. I'm gonna fuck Holland and Alucard at the same time. <laughs> And then Mary Cal. And the reason I'm going to marry Cal instead of Mary Holland, even though we both know that I'm like a simp for Holland, is because Cal is much better wifey material. Simple as that. You, uh, you were Mary Cal? Yeah. Wifey material. Like he's, he's basically made out of it. Like there's no way. Because Holland, as much as I love his damaged goods stuff, like, I've dated enough of those in real life. You know, I do not want to marry them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what about you? Go, Talon. Okay. Next. I know I'm going to kill Holland because as we, uh, I've already like intimated. You're just doing I'm, that because I killed Ree. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not into, he was fated to die anyway. Okay. I know it's sad, but it's true. Um, Whatever. Oh, man. He, he grew so much, and I still would kill him. Um, <laughs> I think, wow. I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna fuck Cal because it seems like he, you know, he's got some good techniques. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going to marry Alucard and Re because I feel like it would be such. Oh, that would be fun. Such a fun, like, shit show. Like, I just want to sit back and kind of watch it all happen. Like, Alucard, because I, I would marry him first. He'd be my number one choice because, yeah. like, that style. Like, yeah. Uh, you know all mm. about it he's got the cat he's got the earring and the yeah. big hat i'm like okay i'm sold um but i do love Ree's little pension for drama so yeah 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 i want to watch that happen bethany okay so i know i didn't mention lila but oh <laughs> you just throwing for yourself you got to i forgot Selfish. but i realized <laughs> i didn't want to kill any of the guys <laughs> I know, but wouldn't it be fun? No, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like 
like, so if bad. anyone deserves it, <laughs> like, she's kind of a killer. She's kind yeah. of a thief. She's kind of arrogant. I, yeah. I, I respect her, but that doesn't mean it's any less honorable of a kill, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have already expressed this to Melissa that I want an a la carte kill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. But I also would want to marry Kel. Okay. I'm a I'm a Kel baby. You are Kel. a Kel baby. I'll just have Holland to myself then. <laughs> yeah. And just like so. just like Lila can well, sail, it's my sail away. <laughs> I'm gonna marry an old man. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. take all of his money when he dies. <laughs> or power. Whichever or power. one comes first. Whichever. Yeah. Yep. Whatever yep. order. <laughs> all right. I'm kind of sad that that one's over. I know. That was such a nice... It was a fun one. I have not wanted to go to London harder. Yes. Uh, Like, I have just been like, can we go back? Can we just, like, go back? (laughs) Same. Um, All right. But uh, that's it for us tonight. That's it. That's the end of the trilogy. Honestly, also, the end of kind of the season, we do have one more episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to do top fives. Of like all of the things, right? Yes, all and of the things. Now I feel like I have a better idea of what that is after having read this series. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, ooh, ooh, I'm ready. Now that I know who Kel is and Alucard, <laughs> and <laughs> we'll do like favorite oh. threesome pairings. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. Yes. Definitely gonna tune in for that. Yeah, yeah. good. It'll be fun. Yeah, and then we'll be back next season. Yeah, I think we're only taking like a month off. Yeah. It's just just a regroup. This is a new thing for us, and I think we got off to a good start. We just want to see where we go from here now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, cool. Well, meanwhile, you can find us at In Bed with Books Pod at on Instagram, also mm-hmm. on YouTube, In Bed with Books yes. Podcast. Um, you can see all of the videos. We post more content on there, like. Stuff yeah. that's not really edited Four. and things. Yeah. So definitely subscribe on there. And because um, Instagram has like time limits and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Until next week. Yeah. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Oh, and thank you, Taylin, for being here. <laughs> of course. Cheers. Oh yeah. I forgot <laughs> thank to, you for having me. Yeah, she's just like watching us close. <laughs> <laughs> walks in yes just and is like wet. stop fucking with the ship <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like sopping wet oh my god